Every time we touch this thing about God moving in this nation, the Holy Spirit begins to confirm it. There's an amen in our spirits, isn't there? Because God wants to do great things. Hallelujah. And uh, He's a healing God. That's why I think about it. Two word, the new word for today is out today. So please pick that up from the table out there. And uh, <clears throat> when Jesus was on the earth, he healed the sick. Died on the cross to save us from our sins. When he, his body was broken so that you and I might be made whole. Jesus is a healing saviour. Hallelujah. One of his God's covenant names is Jehovah Rapha. The Lord is my healer. And uh, there's no question that God wants to heal people today. And as a church, and as a leadership of the church, we really believe that God wants us to press in so that people will easily be healed. That as a church, we will be a, a place, a center of healing that uh, it'll be easy for people to come into this place and find the healing power of Jesus available. Hallelujah. And it's not just one or two of us as leaders who are pressing in. We, we, we need you as our congregation to press in with us. Hallelujah. And, and so that the, the healing flows through the body. And uh, so be available to God amongst your neighbors, amongst your friends. Just say, you know, you hear someone say, would you mind if I prayed for you? There's very few times that people will say no. And who knows, you never know when the next miracle is about to happen. You never know when the next miracle is about to happen. We need to live in that expectations. Over the years that I've ministered to people, I've never known when the next miracle would happen. You don't know because it's just God is sovereign and he reaches out his hand and heals people. And each time you just, wow, God, you're an amazing God. And, and so I want to encourage you today to believe for good things. The thing is that um, healing is, is as natural as breathing. Healing is in your body. This body heals itself. This is a gift from God. This is not um, unusual. In every person that God has created, he gives it the ability to heal itself. Yes? It's an amazing thing. When we cut ourselves or our, 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 our body is wounded, uh, the, uh, the first thing is if it's, if it's cut, the red uh, blood cells will go to that area. They'll all just charge to that area and they'll begin to die there and lay down and form a scab so that we stop leaking. Yeah, that's the first thing. As soon as that has happened, it's sealed off. Then all the white blood cells, they, they say, we've got an emergency down there. And the white blood cells go in numbers and lay themselves down and eat up all the bacteria that have invaded the body at that point. And they die. It's called pus. 
And then we, the body gets rid of the pus and with all of it, the invading bacteria. And we heal. Hallelujah. The body heals itself. Yes. And all the things that we do uh, with medicine and, and, and with, with those sorts of things, with, with antibiotics and, and anti-inflammatories and all the different things, uh, chemotherapy and all, all the medical attention that we have is, is, to, is to allow the body to heal itself. Antibiotics don't heal you. They help destroy the bacteria that's stopping you from being healed. Medicine doesn't heal you. It just deals with the things that are stopping you from being healed. Surgery doesn't heal you. It cuts out the things that are stopping you from being healed. Jesus is the healer. I believe my father is the healer and he places in every body, every person and in every creature that he's created has been given the ability to heal. Hallelujah. Healing is as natural as breathing. Healing is a gift from God and he's built it into your body and into my body and into our soul and our being. We are born to be healed. Hallelujah. It's there. It is there. Hallelujah. And, um, you know, uh, over the time I've discovered that in praying with many people, and I've prayed for hundreds of people, probably thousands of people over my lifetime, I've discovered there are things that have blocked that healing process. And sometimes they even can block the power of God to heal. Yeah, that's what I've discovered. I I can only tell you what I've discovered. And when we come to the word of God, we begin to understand there are things that stop that natural process of healing taking place. And I want to talk to you today about some of the things that stop the flow of healing in our body, because why, why don't we get healed? Well, sometimes there is things that have stopped that and blocked that. And I want hands up those who would like to know some of those things. Well, get ready, because God's going to speak to you today. And maybe he's going to give you the key to help you get through to the next stage of healing in your life. So, Father, we bow our heads in your presence. Because we, we bow our heads and we still our hearts because, Jesus, you're the healer. We honor you. You are Lord. You're our Savior. You're our Redeemer. And you're our healer. And, Lord, we want to be all that you created us to be. And so I pray, Lord, today as I share these things that you will speak specifically and directly into the hearts of the people gathered here, Lords, so that they can get free. Hallelujah. So they can come into increasing areas of divine health and healing and be the blessing that you've always created them to be. 
And Lord, I pray that this will happen in our congregation, Lord, so that people who come in here and find Jesus will also find the streams of living, healing water flowing in their beings, Lord, that, Lord, we might be a blessed people and that, Lord, we might be able to heal and bring this message to others. We give you, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So these are the things that I've discovered that stop people receiving and stop the body from being healed and the soul from being healed. Because we're not only just sick in our bodies, we can be sick in our souls. We can be sick in our emotions. We can be just sick. <laughs> so what stops, what stops the body from being healed? Number one, diet. Our diet stops us from receiving the fullness of what God has built into our bodies so that it will heal itself. If we stuff our bodies with all sorts of junk food and things like that, if we do not bring our, our vegetables and fruit and stuff into our bodies so we get the vitamins and the minerals, friends, the body has a terrible job getting healed. Because it doesn't have the, the, the natural materials to bring healing. Because every cell requires certain vitamins, otherwise the, the tissues cannot be made. Certain tissues need magnesium, otherwise they can't be made. Certain tissues need iron. Certain tissues need different minerals, and they're found in our food. And if we have an imbalance of food, so it's all carbohydrate and no protein, and it's all, you know, then <laughs> the body says, help me. <laughs> I want to heal you, but I'm struggling because I don't have the raw materials. Number one. Somebody say thank you. <laughs> Number two. Here's another thing that stops us. Stress and anxiety. Today we call them psychosomatic disease. Psycho means mind, stress in our minds. Soma is the, is the word, Latin word for body. And so a psychosomatic problem is something in our mind that's affecting our body. Hallelujah. And you know, if you live under stress for an extended period of time, the body is going to say, help me. I can't heal like I want to heal. And we know, somebody said, when I was going through a low time in my life, a stress, very stressful time, there was a missionary from Rhodesia that I was, I was sharing with, and he said, I've been through the similar incredible stresses, and somebody told him, you need to physically exercise to balance the stress in your life. So I started running. You know, people break out in cancers some years after a traumatic experience. That can happen. It's a psychosomatic because the body and the mind is under stress for an extended period of time, hallelujah, then the body just can't heal itself like it wants to. Yeah? So we need to be able to deal with some of those things. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Hallelujah. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall garrison your heart and your mind. We need to get close to Jesus when the stresses are on. Otherwise, the body won't heal. It's limited by those things. Yep. Number three. 
Unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is often a cause of stress. See, if we can't, if we go through a, a, a confrontation, we go through a trauma, we go through a difficulty, and then somebody usually has caused that, or we've caused it to someone else. And we need to get, be quick on forgiving and letting that other person go. Otherwise, we will find that the body struggles to heal itself. Anxiety and stress and those other things begin to set in, and we've got an upset stomach, we get an upset this, and before long, some of the tissues won't heal. They're under stress. And often, not often, but sometimes, the key I've discovered is the thing of unforgiveness. They won't let somebody go. Won't let somebody go. Here's a scripture. Look at this. Here it comes. Look after each other so that none of you fail to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to defile you. See, we've got to watch out for each other because when we are offended or things happen, there's always the grace to deal with it. It's just a matter of choosing whether we will or not. But if we don't choose, hallelujah, we fail to receive the grace of God, then the next thing is we need to be very careful that a root of bitterness doesn't spring up out of unforgiveness. By it, many are defiled. That's a strong word. But what it's saying is that unforgiveness is the root. The body starts, starts to malfunction. It won't heal itself. Root of bitterness. I remember one time I was preaching and I was about halfway through my sermon and this lady fell out into, onto the aisle, onto, onto the floor. And although that's different, one of the nurses went to check that she was all right, but the Spirit of God had come upon her and she just out onto the floor. When she got up, she had a story to tell. She was a Japanese lady, and she said, I came here to see if God was real. I've decided, over the last six months, I've decided to divorce my husband. I'm sick of him. Sick up to here she was. And she said, I thought, I'm going to do this. But then she thought, I think I'll just see if God can do something. Maybe God can help me. I think I'll go to that church across the road that meets in the school hall. So she came this Sunday. While I'm speaking, she falls out there. She said, while I've been on the floor, she was there for half an hour. She said, while I was on the floor, she said, I saw two things. One, she said, I heard a voice saying a root of bitterness. She said, then I saw in my heart a tree growing out of my heart. And she said, there were roots all around my heart that were squeezing my heart. Then she said, the next thing I saw, she, saw I said, she said, I saw a hand come down and take hold of the trunk of the tree and begin to move it and to begin to shake it. And the roots slowly came out. And this voice is saying, a root of bitterness. She said, of strength, she said, I knew it was the hand of Jesus. And she said, he pulled this out of my heart. 
on the floor. She gave her life to Jesus. She was wonderfully saved. She went home. She was a changed woman. Two weeks later, her husband came in and gave his heart to the Lord. The next week, her daughter came in and gave her heart to the Lord. Victor and Toshiko Collinson became missionaries to Japan. Jesus is the healer, but the problem was she had bitterness in her heart. Because of trauma and things like that, she needed the healing touch of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's someone sitting in this room, and you don't know, you don't like the way God has made you. You've had an issue with God because he's made you this way. And I want to tell you today, in the name of Jesus, forgive God, will you? The way that God creates us will never stop us reaching our God-given destiny. Hallelujah. We are all fearfully and wonderfully made and we're all different. Isn't it good we're all different? (laughs) No one else wants to be like me. But that's it. But you see, and if you will forgive, say, you need to just deal with it and say, Lord, I'm sorry I've been complaining all this time about the way you've made me. Lord, I release that. I thank you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Hallelujah. And your body will begin to heal from this day. Hallelujah. A lady came for prayer one day, and I was praying for her. She said, I, I, I don't know why. I just, I'm just I'm sick of being sick. She said, people have prayed for me. I began to pray for her. In in my mind, I saw her standing there, and there was another lady. And I can see this lady even now. She had a soft hat on, and she is pointing the finger at this other woman and shouting at her. And the minute I said that to this lady, I said, this is what I can see. And this lady began to cry. She said, I've never forgiven her for what she said to me and what she has done to me. She said, I've never forgiven I said, why don't you change and let her go in the name of Jesus? I led her in a prayer of forgiveness. In a few brief moments, the healing power of Jesus began to flow through her life. Hallelujah. We need to let them go. Your body is made to be healed. Hallelujah. It heals itself. But sometimes things have happened to us that block that healing stream. And Jesus wants us to be free. Amen. I'm teaching you this, and you may need to hear it again, but I'm giving you keys to help other people when you come across. Yes? So that you can help them over the hurdles so that they can receive from Jesus. Another thing is, um, number four, is unbelief that leads to a a bad attitude. Unbelief. Here's a verse of scripture. Here it comes. The next one. This is in Luke chapter 6. Let's read it together. And the power of the Lord was present for him to heal the sick. Wow, I read that one day. I thought, my goodness, Lord. Wouldn't that be good if that was what was said about this place? The power of God was present so that Jesus could heal the sick. Yeah? 
Well, the story is in Luke chapter 6, you can read, I don't have time to read it this morning, but if you read it, Jesus was in a house and all the Pharisees and teachers of the law had gathered in the house. And so all these Pharisees, all the religious people were there and the power of God was present for him to heal the sick. The only thing was none of them got healed. While they're sitting there, there's a scratching on the roof and the next minute the roof is disappearing because there's four guys that have got faith in Jesus. And they pull the roof open and they let down their friend. They've carried this guy on a stretcher. They couldn't get in the house because all the religious people were in the house. Sounds like church to me. (laughs) And and they, they, they just wanted to get close to Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got to watch that we don't have all so much religion that the people can't get close to Jesus. And, 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 and so they let him down and, 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 they, and Jesus says, looks at this fella and says, your sins are forgiven you. Well, that really ticked the religious people off. They thought, whatever. Who does, and there's the word, who do they think, who does he think he is? Only God forgives sins and immediately they were upset and offended. Unbelief was in their hearts. Their attitude was so wrong. Guess what? The only guy that got healed was this Jesus says to him, get up. That was last month. Get up. Pick up your mat and start walking. Not only that, after, you imagine him. He picks up his mat. He gets up picks up his stretcher and walks out. Hallelujah. I tell you, he was going to shine for a while because he got up. Hallelujah. And, and, and no one else got healed. Yet the power of God was present for Jesus to heal. What is that? Unbelief will stop the healing process happening in the lives of the people. Hallelujah. And an attitude that says, oh, well, who knows? Well, what about the people that don't get healed? Somebody said, what about all the people that don't get healed? I said, but what about all the people that do? See, sometimes people don't get healed because of these things I'm talking about. Oh, hallelujah. Number five. Say, how many of these things are you? I'm not telling you. Number five. Inheritance or heritage can block the healing power of Jesus. We've always known that some diseases are passed from generation to generation. Yeah? Oh, my dad's got that. Oh, my, my grandfather was like that. And these things come down. Now, medically, we understand that we have chromosomes. Every cell has chromosomes, yeah? And... Uh, on the, there's, a, there's a little portion of those chromosomes, there's a gene. And some of these diseases are carried on our genes. And so we, they're passed on genetically from one generation. We understand that, yeah? And, and, and so we have those sorts of things that happen to us. It's not only just, of course, sicknesses, it's our personalities. Oh, my dad was always angry. So am I. My, you know. We, we just flick off these sorts of things. But, but sometimes, you know, there's spiritual things that are passed on as well. Sometimes curses come down through families. 
A matuka is carried from one generation to the next sometimes. Or sometimes it'll skip from one generation and land in the next. So the grandparents have got something that doesn't turn up in the kids, but blow me down, one of the grandkids turns up and he's got the same characteristic or problem. So, so we need to understand. <laughs> I remember I was sitting in an elders meeting and, uh, and, and I was just sneezing my eyes out. My nose was running, I was sneezing, I was rubbing my eyes, just sneeze, 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 sneeze. And I've been thinking about this for a week and I thought, this is what dad, dad was like this. Dad had hay fever 12 months of the year. And here I'm sitting, and I've got this thing. And I've been thinking about it. Why, am I, why should I have dad's problem? I'm a, I've been born again. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I, I, don't, I don't need to carry dad's problem. So I said to the guys, I said, listen, here I am. I, I couldn't even do the beating. I'm just, eyes are running and nose is running. I said, guys, I want you to cast the thing out off me. I'm not having dad's problem. I've decided. And I think the Lord was thinking, well, it's about time you did. <laughs> you know? So, so I, I said, I re, I said I'm going I'm to renounce. Lord, I will not have dad's problem. I renou- I'm not renouncing dad. I love dad. I'm renouncing the problem that he had. I don't have to carry it. And, uh, and I rest in the name of Jesus, Lord, you've, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I will not have this thing to rule over me. I renounce hay fever coming down through my dad in the name of Jesus. Lord, set me free. And the guys laid hands on me and, and, and prayed for me. Do you know, they, they finished within 30 seconds. Everything had gone. And I've never had it like that ever since from that day to this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have to carry the past generation's problems because the blood of Jesus has cleansed us and made us new creatures in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. Hallelujah. We need to unblock the wells of healing. Hallelujah. And allow Jesus to heal today. Number six. Demonic interference that hinders or stops the healing process. I've been called to deal with cases where just people just keep getting sick. It just keeps happening. Even whole families can be troubled by sickness. And uh, and each time, sometimes just a very slow recovery every time. And I've discovered that there's no response to medical help. I think maybe this has got a spiritual root to it. Maybe there's a spirit that's hanging around that just is causing difficulties and stopping the natural process of healing taking place. And so it's interesting how a little demon can just have a spiritual influence that blocks Jesus from doing stuff. It's possible for a demon spirit to set up in a home and cause chaos amongst the kids. It's possible for things to happen like this. You say, how do you know? Because I've had to deal with it many times. Peter and Sue came to see me one day. And they said, said, 
Peter says, I, I'm just been crook for 15 months. I've been crook. And he said, the kids are crook. He said, I don't know what's wrong with me. We'd prayed for him. He'd come for healing. We'd anointed him with oil. He called for the elders of the church. And this guy just kept being sick. And they came to see me one day. And I said, well, I, I don't know. I don't know what the story is. I'll come around and, come around and pray for you around your house. So I rocked around my house, knocked on the door, walked into their house, walked into the lounge, and as soon as I walked into the lounge, I saw on the wall a mask. And the eyes were looking at me. I don't know whether they were moving, but they, it was like, whoa. And the Holy Spirit said to me, there's the problem. So I said to them, you know, he said, I've just had these migraines. He said, I've just been sick. He said, the kids are getting sick. He said, we just have to go one thing to another. And I said, how long has that been going for? About 15 months. I said, I said well, what did you do? What happened 15 months ago? Nothing. Oh, she said. She said, we went on holiday to Fiji. I said, oh, okay, great. I said, um, so when you got back, he says, I've been crook since then. I said, well, I said, there's your problem. On the wall. You brought back a passenger. You say, here's some scriptures. Look at these scriptures. Brought back a passenger. Funny that, so I said, that mask has become a hiding place for a spirit. Idols, even we think they're ornaments, they can be carrying passengers. Not all the time, but if you've got trouble, sometimes. Deuteronomy chapter 32, 16 and 17, they made him jealous with their foreign gods and angered him with their detestable idols. They sacrificed to demons. So the idols... Jesus said, if you bow down to idols, you're actually bowing down to a demon that is behind that idol or in that idol. 1 Corinthians 10, Paul says this, do I mean that a sacrifice offered to an idol is anything? No, there's no power in that. No, but the sacrifice of pagans are offered to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to be participating with demons. Interesting, eh? Peter said, that's that, ripped the thing off the wall, took it outside, stuck it in the incinerator and lit a match to it. He said, I'm not having those sort of things in my house. Jesus is the Lord of this place. I'm not, having any, I'm not risking any of this thing, rubbish being in my home. Funnily enough, the diseases went with him. No more sickness. It just cleared up and they were free. Guy came to see me one day and said, please, there's something wrong in our, in our marriage, in our house. We need help. He said, all of a sudden, things have broken out in our house. The kids are rebellious. Never before have my teenage daughter sworn at me and called me for everything. They're just out. They don't know what to do with them. Please, something's gone wrong. I said, I'll come round to your house. 
I walked around to the house, had a cup of coffee. I'm sitting at the table. And uh, while I'm sitting at the table, in vision form, I see across on the other side of the table this woman, this elderly woman, and she's bowed down, and she's, she's with her head on the table, on her arms on the table, and she's weeping. She's crying. I said, where's the previous owner of this table? Did she look like this? And I described it to her. She said, that's exactly what it is. I said, there's the problem. I said, why was she selling the house? She said, <laughs> Gay said, well, she got divorced. I said, what is happening here is there is a spirit of despair. I said, when does this trouble come? We moved into the house six months ago. All hell has broken loose among us. I said, it's this spirit of despair sitting in your house. She said, well, it's interesting that because the lady told us that she brought the house some years back because of a divorce in the house. So I'm, you know, I'm not that thick. I worked it out. This spirit has been sitting there for years. And everyone who comes into the house ends up in trouble, shouting at each other, causing havoc. I said, I'm going to deal with the spirit. I'm going to boot it out in the name of Jesus. I commanded it to leave the house, that this house now belonged to the Lord. I went home, went back. Several days later, the husband rung me. He's not a Christian. I went round to see him, sat in his big board office. He was a merchant banker, had a lovely big board office. Went in there. He said, I just want to thank you for what you've done. He said, I don't know what you've done. He says, but I want to give you a thousand thank yous. I said, well, remember that I came, I rang you up and asked you if I could go to your house when, you, when your wife came to see me? I said, I needed your authority to go into the house because you're the head of the home. I couldn't go there without your permission. He said, yeah, I respected that. Thank you. I said, well, what happened was there, there was a spirit in your house. Spirit of despair. It's not there anymore. He said, it is remarkable. What is it? He said, peace has returned to our house. His name is Jesus. In the name of Jesus, chaos can be brought peace to peace again. These two scriptures link this mask or the spirit with something. Anything that is anti-Christ, anything that will not admit that Jesus is the son of the living God, that Jesus is divine, does not need to be in your house. I have had the same things happen with these things. The books of Mormon. I've had trouble. The Holy Spirit said to me, get rid of your books of Mormon. They are anti-Christ. They do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Seventh-day Adventists, not Seventh-day, Jehovah's Witness literature, get rid of it. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Get them out of the house. If you're having trouble, go and look. There'll be something there that is a demon spirit is sitting, controlling things in the home. You say, this is pretty unusual. I said, yes, but I'm keen to see you healed. Hallelujah. Number seven, rebellious ways. Rebellious ways hinder the blessing of God and the healing power of Jesus. Sometimes when we wander away from right living, 
Or before we even knew God, the rebellion against God and his ways opens the door for trouble. These troubles have left us with an inability to heal. The emotional scars that happened during those times still come, cause us anxiety and hurt, and these block off the healing that Jesus wants to bring to us. See, sometimes we go through life, and before we become Christians, we go through, we get ourselves into trouble, and even afterwards, look at the, I was reading the psalm the other day, I thought, wow, Psalm 107, it's coming up on the screen, have a look at this, because this might help somebody here today. Some become fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. See, when we get into rebellion, then it affects us. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. This is serious. We need to get healed. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. Hallelujah. He sent forth his word and he healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. So sometimes we pick up diseases in our times of rebellion. We pick up stuff during the times where we've gone away from the Lord and we need to deal with them. Call out to the Lord, hallelujah, and he will save you and heal you and send his word to bring healing to us. Other times, number eight, sickness and disease are things that are in our world. Not every sickness and disease is spiritual. It's not. It's just, hey, we've caught an infection. Hey, somebody coughed on us. Hey, so viruses and bacteria are around everywhere. All these things are not, they're not all don't have a spiritual. I'm telling you about reasons why things, why healing doesn't come. So we have different things that happen. So it's okay. But, but there's healing in our body for all those things. Yes? Hallelujah. Um, I, I, I was called to this home and um, it's, it's, it's lovely when people say, hey, I want you to come and pray for us. It's, it's just lovely. Any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint with oil, yeah. So, so uh, this couple, uh, they'd, they'd been saved about a year and they said, we need your help. I went round to the house. I said, what, what? She said, it's our daughter, Sharon. She's 10 years old. I knew Sharon. She'd come to church. She said, the thing is, she's covered with warts. I said, warts? Yes. From, the, from her feet to her legs to her body to her neck, she had warts, hundreds of them. And she used to dress, make sure she had long socks, long skirts, long sleeves, to cover up this embarrassing situation. And her husband and, the, and, the, and, the, and her father said, I believe Jesus wants to heal her. I said, so do I. So we called Sharon in and said, we're going to pray for you, love, and, and we're going to ask Jesus to heal you. And so we prayed for her, praise God. Mum, dad, see there's authority. Mum, dad, pastor, yeah. Come in. Prayed for Sharon. Went home. 
A week later, they rang me. said, you've got to come round. I come round. That morning, Sharon had come down from upstairs where her bedroom was. I said, Mum, Dad, come and see. Come and see. Mum and Dad went up to the room. Sharon said, look at this. She opened the covers of her bed. Her sheets were full of warts. All of the warts had fallen off during her sleep and her skin was as clear as a baby's skin. Hallelujah. The faith that a mum and dad has for the kids, Jesus responds to. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, why did it take a week for that to happen? Because the warts were dying and mum and dad were hanging on in faith, as was Sharon. Jesus said, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The word recover means that sometimes it doesn't happen straight. If it happens straight away, it's in the area of a miracle. But sometimes it takes a little time. I've got so many stories. I could keep you here for the rest of the day. I'm at the moment, I'm, I've started writing all the things that I, miracles that I've seen Jesus do. And it's just taking pages and pages and pages and pages. And, and, I, and I, one day the whole Spirit just write them down. Tell the stories. Hallelujah. So here we're we're winding it up. We're finishing now. Healing can happen in in, in four different ways. Well, more than this, but here's some. Laying on of hands. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick. We're going to do that this morning. Number two, anointing with oil, James 5.14. And also Matthew 6, Jesus sent out the disciples to to anoint with oil. Communion. Every time I sit in that seat and have communion, I say, thank God for divine health. Hallelujah. He was, he, he was broken so that I might be made whole. I claim healing every communion time, divine health. Hallelujah. Why do you think I'm still going at 124? <laughs> Hallelujah. And sometimes it's word of knowledge. Word of knowledge. Oh, I could tell you stories. Uh, one, one, one story, you know, I'm, I'm preaching and the Holy Spirit said, there's somebody, there's somebody here whose toes need healing. Why would Jesus? Because he loves people. Yeah. So I, he said, tell them to wiggle their toe. I told the people, there's about 2,000 people in this group. And I'm feeling like an idiot. I said, if you'll wiggle your toes, if someone's toes need healing, if you'll wiggle your toes and your shoes, God will heal you. Thank you, Jesus. Quick a bit to my sermon. That sounds crazy. Man got on the microphone the next morning. He said, last night I was healed. He said, 25 years ago, I was on a merchant ship out in the Atlantic Ocean. And he said, we had a storm and all the things on the deck began to move. And I was sent out to rope them back down. And he said, these barrels came and crushed my feet. He said, for 25 years, I've had pain in my feet. He said, last night, Jesus healed me. He said, I wiggled my toes and my shoes. And I, he said, I'm free. God has done it. That's Jesus putting in. There's somebody here today who had a trauma many years ago that is still affecting you today. Hallelujah. Anxiety has followed you from that time. In fact, this person, there may be another one 
and, and you're sitting right now in a, in a car listening to this message and somebody else is at home and, 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 and you've had a recent health scare and I want to tell you that your healing ties up to going back to that trauma with Jesus. He said, I can't face that thing. I've never been able to face it. Take Jesus with you. Say, Jesus, would you come back to me, with me to that place? Take the hand of Jesus and walk with him into that situation. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Hallelujah. And ask Jesus to heal you. Forgive that situation. Let it go. Hallelujah. And the stream of healing will be released in your life from that moment. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we bow our heads in your presence. And we just know, Lord Jesus, that you're our healer. That's our confession. That's where we are. That's what we believe. And so we give you thanks today. Lord, I pray and I believe that some, Lord, these stories today have touched people's hearts. Some of them, Lord, some of us can identify with those stories because we've been in the same situation and we know that you're talking to us. And I pray, Lord, that today you'll begin to heal the sick in this place that will become a center of Jesus' healing power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. 